Hey, what's going on, family? Before we jump into the episode for the day, I just want to let you guys know that you too can be on the Get Inspired podcast. All you have to do is go to www.ghfgd.com, go to the Get Inspired tab, and fill out the form that we have available right there for you. If you have a testimony that you want to share and feel like you can add value to somebody else's life, then please use that uh, resource right there, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Yeah, welcome to season two. To get inspired, you gotta get the truth. We ain't trying to be the competition. We just led by the Holy Spirit, the everyday mission and vision. It's to go hard for God daily. That GHFGD across my chest is not a saying. It is a lifestyle, and I'ma be in it for a while. Every day we on the winning team. Say amen if you God's child. Just spread the life of believers. We sow everything Jesus. We believe so in them season. Watch the Lord get the increasing. We keeping it real, let them ease in. We ain't got time for no teasing. Get inspired, it's the podcast, and we locked in for the new season. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kirby Love, CEO and founder of Go Hard for God Daily. Welcome to another episode of Get Inspired, the podcast for Go Hard for God Daily. This is where we display the lifestyle of believers, but today um, I am solo again. It's been a little while since I've been solo, but you know how we do on the solo editions. We uh, just have good conversation, man, and my desire is to encourage you guys, to strengthen you guys, to teach you guys, to build you guys, whatever it is that um, I have been graced to be able to do throughout these solo editions. Um, Today, I'm going to be sharing a couple of things, man, just kind of be real open, honest. That's something that we started at the beginning of this season. We left off with season one with that, and I kind of want to bring that back uh, throughout this year as we go through, especially through the rest of season two anyway. Um, I want to bring that back so we can always be self-assessing. I'm really big on constantly assessing ourselves and seeing where we are, understanding how we get to where we are. And whether that be a good or bad place, you always have to know how did you get to where you are, right? It's something to remember. And it's not something that you're going to just think about so you can dwell on the past or dwell on where you are because I talked about next steps, putting those things in place. But we always have to see how we're progressing or how we're um, getting, getting into a retaining place or meaning that we're not progressing, right? It's good to constantly be assessing yourself in those areas. So that's I'm, I'm really big on that. So we're going to bring back the be real, be honest, be open with yourself um, in this particular episode. And again, throughout the solo editions, we just talk about that to help you guys continue to progress in life. So when I talk about being um, inspired or we talk about get inspired, the podcast, the title and what it's about, um, we already mentioned about displaying the life of believers, but we also are not just trying to encourage you or inspire you to be selfish, but we're talking about inspiring you through testimonies and seeing uh, how God has used different people and other individuals who have been on and shared their testimonies and their stories, how their testimony can, testimonies can inspire you and encourage you to grow in a relationship with God, to um, walk by faith, to take on whatever the challenge is that's before you and continue to trust God. So ultimately, we desire that you guys grow in the Lord, right? Grow in the Lord first. If you grow in the Lord first, then growing personal in all these other areas it has no choice but to align because God is a God of order, not a God of confusion, not a God of imbalance, not a God of um, swaying you one way or the next, not a, not a God of making you imbalanced in relationships, all that kind of stuff. So that is our desire to help you to grow in the Lord first. So we share testimonies. We talk about uh, things that are related, relative, relative, relative things that go with where you are. <laughs> all right. 
We talk about things that were that can meet you exactly where you are, so that you can know. Like, listen, we are human. Uh, we make mistakes. Um, we fail at times. But the goal is not to dwell on those things, but to get back up, try again, and move forward in the things of God. All right. So, uh, with that being said. Um, again, and I want to salute all of our subscribers, all of our followers, all of our listeners, wherever you are, YouTube, um, Spotify, Amazon, uh, not Amazon, Apple, <laughs> Apple, I be getting these platforms messed up. It's so many platforms out there now, but wherever you are tuning into, uh, the get inspired episodes from shout out to you. Thank you guys, man. Drop a comment wherever you are. Uh, let us know where you're listening at. We like to know where the podcast is reaching. Um, and, and shout out to, uh, all of our frequent followers, shout out to those who are still sharing, those who are commenting, those who are subscribing, those who are telling somebody else about podcasts or whatever the case is. Salute to all of you guys. All right. So you already know I don't like to waste time. I say that all the time. I don't like to waste nobody's time. So we're going to get right into uh, some things that I want to talk about um, today. Uh, I want to start off with a story. Uh, I don't really want to call it a story, but I had a moment with my son this morning, my youngest son who's six years old. I was dropping him off at school. And this morning when I woke up, let me give you some backstory first. All right. So usually, um, probably about seven days a week out of seven days a week, we wake up in the morning and my six year old is in the bed with us probably seven days out of the seven days a week. Uh, but this morning, we woke up, and my, me and my wife, she was like, Kyle's not in here. It was like, nah, you ain't in here. And it was just one of the first nights that in a while that he slept in his room the entire time without waking up at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, or 4 o'clock and knocking on the door or busting in the door because he know that we sleep or whatever the case may be, and he just get in the bed. And once he gets in the bed, he literally goes right to sleep. Um, but praise God for his comfort to still be around mom and dad like that. But we're trying to wean him off of that and try to get we've been trying to get him to sleep in his own bed for like three years now and try to get him over there he got his own room or whatever the case is so but this morning uh we woke up and he wasn't in the bed with us so on the way to school he said dad out he said i was waking up and going to sleep i was waking up and going to sleep and then he said but i did what you told me to do and i said well what was that and he said um I rebuke in Jesus name. And then I went back to sleep. So what I told him was, I said, anytime you have a bad dream, because sometimes he'll come in the room. He's like, dad, I had a bad dream. Or sometimes he'll just come in there, go right to sleep. And then when we wake up in the morning, he said, I had a bad dream. And I said, well, son, whenever you have a bad dream, here's what you need to do. Um, if you know that dream is evil and it's not of God, then what you do is say, I rebuke that dream in Jesus name. Right. And then, you know, ask God to give you peace and you go back to sleep. So for him to tell me that this morning on the way, dropping him off to school, man, it just lit my day up. And, you know, as parents, sometimes, you, you know, brother, no matter what age they are, I'm navigating three lives right now, six, a six-year-old, a 15-year-old, and 11-year-old, right? So <laughs> no matter what age they are, one thing that we like to know and, and feel good about is that our kids are listening to us, Right. And in this moment, I'm like, man, that's a good thing because I'm teaching him how to pray. I'm teaching him how to, you know, identify certain things that's godly and that's not godly and what to do. And to hear him at six year, years old already applying those things, man, it really blessed my spirit. So, keynote, 
in in that story right there, man, is to begin to teach your children how to pray and to identify what's evil and what's good, right? And what's of God. And then because as they grow, they're going to have to learn, need to know how to battle and uh, navigate through different things that present themselves throughout life. And prayer is going to be an essential part um, for believers anyway. Prayer is an essential part of our daily, daily lifestyle. Daily, daily lifestyle. I might have to put that on a shirt. Daily, daily. All right. (laughs) But prayer is going to be an essential part of our lifestyle. But it just blessed me this morning to hear him tell me that he rebuked his dream and he was able to go back to sleep. And that was the reason he didn't show up in the bedroom at two, three, four in the morning. But I bless the Lord. <laughs> but I do pray that uh, God continues to give him the comfort and the peace to be able to rest in his own bed um, every night. Um, so raise up your children, teach them how to pray, teach them all the things that they need to know in the Lord. So as they continue to grow, then they continue to develop spiritually. So as I'm talking about him, I want to jump into my oldest son as well. I want to share this testimony. I talked about um, my coming to Christ story before, um, but I didn't give you guys a lot of details. And there's so much in my story, in my journey that I'm going to be sharing more about that in some of these solo editions. But today specifically, I want to talk about Uh, One of the key points that I want you to write down right now is that you have to do the work. All right. So that is going to be one of the headlines for today's episode. You are responsible for the work. All right. So I want to get into a testimony really quick about my 15 year old son. So about um, seven or eight years ago, it's around 2015, 2016. This is when I had just uh, fully devoted my life to Jesus Christ. And um, of course, there were different attacks that began to happen, but one of them was to my son. So I got a call one day that uh, he was deaf in his left ear. He couldn't hear in his left ear. Now, just to give you guys some back draft context or whatever, um, he was not born with any medical issues. He had not had any medical issues um, in that regard up until that point. So, when I got the call from his mom, uh, she was like, hey, uh, KJ is deaf in his left ear. We took him to the doctor, and the doctor ran the test, and they they went to one side. One, his right side was good, and they went to the left side. It says left side was good, and I'm like, okay, cool. Now, a little bit of backstory on me at that moment. I had just given my life to Christ, probably with the, it was within a year's point. Um, probably like six months, I would say. I'm just following Christ. I'm reading uh, the Bible every day. I'm writing down scriptures every day. I'm watching the Bible series, the Bible story, Passion of Christ. Um, I, whatever it is, I just want to be in the will of God. I want to be uh, in God's word, whatever the case was. So I'm on fire for God at this moment. And I still love God and I'm still on fire for Jesus at this point. Um, but just give a little context to this story. Uh, I'm on fire for God. I'm seeing the healing. I'm seeing the deliverance. I'm seeing all of these different things in scripture. So here I am now faced with a phone call about my son being deaf in his left ear. In my mind, there was no fear. There was no doubt. The first thing came to my mind was if Jesus healed, he delivered, if the apostles did it. And then the Bible says that these signs shall follow those 
uh, who believe. And I'm 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 literally taking it thing. I'm like, okay, God, if you said this is real and if your word is true, then I can do this. That was that was what my mindset was. So I had no doubt in my mind that he was going to be able to hear again in his left ear. So what I did was um, when she called, I said, well, put him on the phone. Um, let me let me test it out. So he gets on the phone. Uh, he puts his uh, he's he's talking on the, on the right side of it. He's got the phone on his right ear. I'm talking to him. I'm asking him about him. Like, hey, what's going on? And we're talking, we're having a conversation. I said, well, put the phone on your left ear. I said, if you can't hear anything after about, you know, 15 seconds, he'll put it back on the right and we'll, you know, keep talking. So he uh, switches the phone over to his ear. I'm talking to him. I'm calling his name. He can't, he didn't, he didn't say nothing. Put it back on his right side. Um, and then he responded. I said, okay, cool. My mind again, he's going to be healed. So he comes to my house. Um, Probably like a week later, he comes to my house and I test him again. I was like, what I'm about to do, I said, I'm about to um, see if you can hear in the right ear, see if you can hear in the left ear. We ran through it, couldn't hear in his left, but he can hear in his right. So what I did was I sat him down at the table. And when I sat him down at the table, I said, do you believe that God can hear you? And he was like, yes, sir. So I said, okay, I'm about to pray for your ears. I'm going to pray over your ears. And the Lord's going to work. I put my hand over his ears like this. And I prayed in the name of Jesus that his ears be open. And after that, what I did was I whispered the softest whisper in his right ear. When I say soft, I'm talking about if you go to somebody's ear and you whisper so soft where he almost can't even hear you. I had the softest whisper or she, <laughs> whoever you would do it to. Uh, and I was like, you know, I, I basically just um, asked him a question. And he answered the question. I went to his left ear and I asked him a different question. And he answered that question. I asked a different question because I didn't want it obviously to be the same. I asked him a different question with the same soft whisper. And he answered the question. And we praise God for his healing on sight. Now, as soon as the healing took place. And he was hearing the lights went to flickering. My wife walks through the door. She sees the lights flickering and she's like, what is going on? And, you know, she was she she didn't know. She didn't know what had just taken place. And I was like, the presence of the Lord is here. And to this day, he has not had one issue with hearing in any of his ears since that day. So praise the Lord for healing and his faithfulness, his word being true, saying whatever, whatever the word says, listen, man, if the word says it, then it is true. If it say that you can do it, then you can do it. Here's some key points in this testimony. I didn't have a doubt in my mind that he was going to be healed. Not one doubt. The first time I heard it, I didn't say, oh, man, here we go. And sometimes that can be a place that we get to. And I understand it. And I know that sometimes those things kick in because we don't want to hear devastating news. We don't want to hear things like that and, and feel like, man, we got to, man, why, why, why? We hear these things all the time. But when I tell you, if you don't have a doubt in your mind 
I believe in the word of God. I believe in the scriptures. I believe that whatever God has said is true. And then if you walk in that thing, you walk in that level of power and authority. Listen, these signs shall follow those who believe. And the signs follow. Not only um, was my son healed, but I began to see other people get healed as I was evangelizing on the street. I would go out on the street. I was in college campuses and I and there was a guy who was he was uh, limping and I walked up to him because I'm evangelizing. I'm, I'm with these college students. I'm like, hey, man, I look like a college student at this point. <laughs> you know, I got my my little fit on or whatever. And I'm literally I look like one of them. Um, so they didn't know if I was a student or if I was a guy, out, you know, whatever. So I walk up to the guy, man. I say, hey, man, I see you living. Can I pray for you? And he was like, yeah. So I asked him, I said, what happened? And he said, well, I was riding on my skateboard and on my skate, you know, he flipped something happened where he flipped off the skateboard or twisted his ankle or whatever the case is. And he had the pain in his, in his ankle. So I said, well, Hey, let me pray for you. And I prayed for him, prayed over his ankle. And immediately he said, man, my ankle's feeling all, he says, it's feeling better already. He's like, I'm probably about to go get back on the skateboard right now. But I'm telling you guys this again to let you know that the word of God is true. The word of God is true. Now, we don't just go do healing just for entertainment or for things like that. It's obviously number one to give the glory back to God, because when Jesus healed, there was something else that came with it. And it wasn't just about, oh, I just healed. You know, that wasn't what it was. So obviously there's a ministry that comes behind healing. There's um, uh, preaching or teaching or something like that that comes with um, the healing that that God allows you to do through people. Right. And the people, you know, it's obviously to bring them back to Christ. So, of course, we you know deal all of that. But I'm telling you these testimonies to let you know that God is real. The word is true. Jesus is not dead. <laughs> All right. And you can go out. If you believe in the power and 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 follow the scriptures and believe what it says, then you can go out and exercise these same things with different people. All right. So those are some things, man, I wanted to just share and talk about really quick to encourage you guys to desire the gifts of God, but you have to do the work. You are responsible for the work. All right. Here's what I mean by you being responsible for the work. This means that if you're, when you desire the gift of God, then you're responsible, right? You're responsible for the prayer. You're responsible for the exercising. And when you get it, get the gift or receive the gift or whatever the ability is, you are responsible for stewarding and nurturing the gift. That is your responsibility. Now, another thing that I want to slide into and in talking about you're responsible for doing the work is I hear a lot of times um, where people get to a certain place in life and sometimes it's not even with them getting to a certain place in life. It's just always blaming or accusing somebody for where you are now we finna be real be honest be open we finna get back to the very thing that we have been talking about throughout the year when we are real honest and open with ourselves, we have to understand that assessing our life is not 
to blame everybody for where we are or what we are not. Assessing our life. It's not for us to blame people for where we are or where we are not. If I look back over my life, there are going to be things, right, that, that, that are good and there are going to be things that are bad. But one of the things I want you to do right now is to look at where you are, the position that you're in, and say, how did I get here? Now, whether this is a good state or a bad state, one thing that people often do is if they're in a place that they are not, that they thought they were going to be in by now, usually the, the response or the, the conversation goes like this. If I wasn't dealing with this dude for the past six years of my life, I wouldn't have been here. If I didn't tell her this, then this wouldn't happen. If I didn't do this, like everybody else is the problem. Everybody else is the problem. But when we're doing self-assessments, we have to see where did we go wrong? What did I do wrong? What could I have done better? I'm not saying that people don't make mistakes. I'm not saying that there are people who have caused you some things in life. I'm not saying that. That very well may be true. However, if we continue to focus on what everybody has done to us, then what we do is lose sight on our healing and development and, and deliverance that we need so that we can move forward. Now, this is the response that you normally get. <laughs> if I'm wrong, say I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. But this is the response you normally get from people who are in a place that they are not that they didn't think that they were going to be in at this point. So at 35, you was going to be married. You was going to have your children. You was going to have your, your career. You was going to have this. But now at 36, you still don't have any of that. Usually the conversation is if this person or if this and this and this and this, then I would have been here by now. Well, here's what I want you to do. Because one thing I want you to know that it is that you're never too late with God. God can still, it don't matter what age you are, God can redeem the time. He can redeem the time. You're never too late with God, right? Sometimes you have setbacks. That's okay. But in being real honest and open with yourself, you have to admit and acknowledge that you had a setback. That's what you have to do. Now, regardless of what took place that caused the setback, you have to own the setback. Nobody else is going to do that. People ain't going to come back in your life and be like, hey, <laughs> I caused that setback in your life. I'm sorry. No, people ain't going to do that. You have to own the setback. Once you own the setback, now you work on your healing and deliverance journey to get to the place that you, that you know that you're supposed to be at because you know what God can do for you. You know what God has done for you. You know what God has promised you. You have to do the work. You're responsible for that. You're not you're not going to sit and just keep blaming everybody for where you are and where you are now. Now, on the flip side of this, usually when people are where they thought they were going to be, there's a selfish and prideful um, congratulation in this. And what I mean by that is the people who uh, are, are in the place that they thought they were going to be or in a good or in a better place now who assess, who are assessing themselves usually. Excuse me. Usually the response is, and if I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, y'all tell me I'm wrong. 
But there's a lot of times when people are in a certain place and they may be doing pretty good. The first thing that they do is they say that they had to do this to get here. There's no credit. They don't give credit. Right. We only we only hear. I want to give glory to God. We only hear those on stage. We only hear those when we're in certain places. But do, do your alone time reflect you worshiping and giving praise to God that for where the place that you are. And this don't mean that you have to be in a high rise uh, hotel every single day or something luxury or whatever. But you have stability in your life. Simply something to give praise for. Simply something to say, man, I'm in a good place right now. I have stability. My children are stable. My wife is stable. I'm stable. We have things that we need to function day to day. We're stable. I don't base where I am or on a level of success or a pedal store or anything like that based on material things. I based it on the stability that God has given us. And wherever I am, God, I thank you. But my uh, celebration is not for just within me, me, me saying, I did this, I did this, I did this. I look back over my life and I'm like, God, I thank you, number one, for keeping me from the times that I could have been dead. So when I say be real, be open, be honest, I'm talking about assessing your life, seeing where you were and looking at where you are now and then saying, how did I get to where I am? I'm where I am today because of God. And I can truly say that. From the time that I told y'all that God came to me and said, it is time when I was sitting in that mall in Chattanooga, Tennessee. From that point on, God has been working and dealing with me. Do I do everything right? Do I get everything right? Absolutely not. Am I the most perfect person? Am I the best husband? Am I the best dad? Probably to them. Yeah, but I can admit that I'm still growing, that I'm still learning. There's a lot of things that I don't, I don't know. But when I assess my life and look at where I was and I look at where I, where I am now and I say, how did I get to where I am now from where I was 10 years ago? I can truly say, God, I thank you. I give the glory to God, to Jesus Christ who saved me, he pulled me out of the darkness when my life was spiraling down, where there were things that I didn't even see that I was heading into, but God pulled me from having to go through that. Could have been some of the most devastating times in my life that I never had to experience. This is being real. This is being honest. This is being open. When I say assess yourself, when I say do the work, this is what I'm talking about. So, if you're in a good place right now, if you look over your life and you say, man, how did I get to where I am? Be real, be honest, be open. How did you get to where you are right now? Now, whether that be good or bad, you have to be real, be honest, be open with yourself so you can so that you can see the process so that you can see where some things went wrong so that you can make the process, the, the, the appropriate pivot and the proper moves to get you back on track. You have to do the work. That is your responsibility. That is your responsibility. Too many times we're focusing on uh, the, the people who have done us wrong. Versus submitting our life to the will of God and, and just praying and say, God, I forgive because forgiveness is a part of your journey. So if you're in a place, if you're assessing your life and it's like, man, how did I get to this, this place where I'm at, man? It's just terrible. If you're assessing your journey and you see there are some people 
who may have had an impact. And again, we're not trying to focus on blaming these people. But what I want you to do in this point right now, where you are, is to forgive. Forgive. Forgiveness is going to be your delivering partner. Forgiveness is going to be your healing and deliverance partner. If you can forgive, and I ain't talking about, yeah, I still, I, I ain't going to forget what they did to me. I'm going to let them go. I'm going to let them slide. No, no, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about, noted. Cool. I forgive you. Forgiving. Here's, here's another thing that I want you to, 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 to wrap your, get, get in your head. When you forgive, let the understanding that they made a mistake and that you make mistakes, that neither one of us are perfect, that we all are figuring, figuring life out, that we're all still trying to get you know, on the right track, and hopefully that right track is with God. Let that be something that goes in through your mind. So now you can understand that you may have put too much trust in a person where that trust should have been in God. Let's do that. Be real, be honest, be open with yourself. So as you go back and assess that life and as you deal with that trauma, as you deal with the thought process of the individuals or whatever, let's work on forgiveness right now. Forgive. Father, I forgive them for whatever it is, whatever, whatever that forgiveness statement line needs to be. Go ahead and do that. Because this is where your journey is about to start. Your healing, your deliverance, your, your progression and things like that. So some of you are, are not moving forward simply because you haven't forgiven. See, we think we think the moving forward and get into our next. We think this is all about making more money. We think this is all about having material things when it is simple as forgiving. It can be that simple. Forgiving. Now, there's a lot of other things that can, you know, transpire and play a role in this. But this is something that we have to do, people. It's something that we have to do. We have to treat people how we want to be treated. We have to do things that we would want to be done to us. If I wronged, <laughs> thank you, Lord. What we do is put, and I'm going to get to what I was going to say. What we do is we put stipulations on who we're going to do certain things for, what we're going to do certain things for. Here's an example. If it's some if it's somebody else who I felt like I don't I don't necessarily have to have a connection to them and they do something to me, then we cannot forgive them. I'm not saying that it's right. We cannot forgive them. But let it be your spouse that does something. Then we'll say, all right, babe, I forgive you. Forgiveness don't don't come with certain stipulations. Forgiveness is forgiveness. What if God put a stipulation on you? I'll forgive you if, which he did. I'll forgive. It says you must forgive so that you may be forgiven. That is it. But it's not. I'm only going to forgive. 
you if you if you are this. If you're tall, I forgive you. If you're short, I'm probably not going to forgive you. What if God had certain standards like that when it came to forgiveness? But the only stipulation is forgive so that you may be forgiven. Which what that does is let me break this down. To forgive so that you may forgiving to forgive so that you may be forgiven is a thing that God has set up so all individuals can experience a level of freedom so that we all can experience freedom because when you can't forgive you are not free why because what happened or what somebody has done is always going to be in your mind which means that they now have you in captivity which now means you are your thoughts are a slave to what they have done that is not what you want to do that is not where you want to be you want to be free and one of the ways to be free to be healed and be delivered so that you can move forward is to forgive and that's that people we got to be willing to forgive got to be willing to forgive all right so the last thing i want to get into let me take me a sip of water the last thing that i want to get into is filling your house filling your house for those who are dealing with um, different things in life and, you know, we're, we're in a spiritual battle, we're in a spiritual war. So there are going to be things that come up, right? And we have to be able to deal with these things properly. So when I talk about even um, forgiveness, it's partners with healing and deliverance. Um, as you get delivered from, there, there are certain things that we go through that we need deliverance. Some people need deliverance from anxiety, right? Some people need deliverance from um, addictions. Some people need deliverance from, it's a, there's a lot of things that people need deliverance from, right? And I think deliverance is a daily thing. Now, does it mean that you're going to have something always to those depths every single day? Uh, some people just got bad eating habits that they need to be delivered from, <laughs> right? So there's deliverance that come in so many different ways. But when we talk about uh, being delivered, one of the things that we miss out on is filling our house when i say filling your house i'm talking about this right here you you are the house you have to fill your house with jesus you have to fill your house with jesus it is possible it is possible and i'm gonna break this down it is possible for you to actually experience deliverance but within the next day or two you still feel like you need more deliverance if you had, in fact, been delivered, here's why. And sometimes it can be the next week or sometimes it could be the next month or whatever the case may be. But here's here's why you can actually experience deliverance, get fully delivered. And within the next week, you feel like you need deliverance again, depending on what detriment this deliverance is. Now, the reason why is because Scripture says that when whatever the thing that has been removed, whatever demonic spirit that has that you've been delivered from, whether it's whether it's lust, whether it's greed, um, whatever whatever the case may be, 
once you get delivered, if you don't fill your house with Jesus, because a lot of times what we do is we say, hey, uh, Lord, fill, fill them up with all of you. But people need to know what they need to do and how to fill their house with more Jesus. Right. And there's there's a few ways that we could do that. But you have to fill your house with more Jesus. Once you once you experience deliverance. So once you go through the forgiveness stage and you're delivered and you're no longer mentally enslaved to what somebody has done, you're moving on, you're progressing. You need to fill your house with more Jesus. You need to fill your thoughts with more Jesus. You need to fill your worship your, your day with more Jesus. You have to fill your house because if you don't, then you create, the, then you allow these little cracks and crevices because the enemy don't need but a little bit. But you allow these things to be open. You allow these things to to still gain, uh, allow or create an opportunity for the enemy to come back. And the scripture tells us that once they leave, they go into dry places and they say they come back and sometimes you can probably be seven times worse because they have brought back friends with them. All right. Now, that's the Kirby Love version <laughs> of uh, the, the demons leaving and they actually coming back because they considered your your body their home. They consider you a legal residence where they stay. So so they for number one, when you go through deliverance, they don't want to leave. This is the reason why some people say, well, I can forgive and I can I can't forget because they don't want you, the enemy don't want you to be fully delivered so that you can progress and that you, so that you don't become uh, or stay in a place of being enslaved mentally to what somebody has done to you. So now you can't move forward in life because your only focus is on what this person has done. But true deliverance means that you have forgiven, that you have moved on, and that no longer has residence in your mind. Now, once that moves and leaves your thought process and you're not focused on what this person has done or what these people have done, you have to once that space becomes empty, fill it with Jesus. Once you get rid of the porn addiction, fill it with Jesus. Once you get rid of the alcohol addiction, fill it with Jesus. Once you get rid of <laughs> whatever the case is that you have been delivered from, you have to fill your house with Jesus. Because if not, that empty space is like an open room when that in, when the enemy tries to come back and say, oh, they left the door open for me. I'm coming back. So we're easily drawn, or sometimes not easily, but we, we'll, we'll, we'll begin to get slowly drawn back into the things that we were once delivered from. And this is why you can experience a full deliverance and be fully delivered. But if you don't fill your house with Jesus then you leave the door open for the enemy to come back and the, the 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 getting rid of it whatever that addiction was or whatever that thing was that you got delivered from can be seven times harder to get rid of the next time around build your house with Jesus but guess what you are responsible for the work you are responsible for doing that you are. It's not your pastor's job, not your friend's job, not your wife's job, your husband, your spouse. It's, it, you are responsible for what you consume every single day. Spiritually, you're responsible for what you consume every single day. You need to put a plan in place to fill your mind, to fill your eyes, to fill you know, your spirit up with more Jesus. Fill your house with more Jesus. When you fill your house with more Jesus, 
And every time the enemy shows up, he knows he can't enter. He knows he can't enter. And I can tell you now, there have been times when I have when I've been like locked in and I have moments too where I sometimes I just get busy or sometimes or whatever. And I was like, man, I haven't spent time and I can feel that I haven't spent time with the Lord. I can feel that I haven't been reading. I feel like I haven't made like you can feel it. But once you get that feeling, once you start saying once you even had that thought or that idea, fill it up with Jesus. And I'm not talking about this forceful reading. Let me force myself into reading because I, I know I haven't written. No, I'm talking about being intentional. I'm talking about having an intimate relationship. Father, I, know I haven't been with you the way I, I, I love to be with you, the way that I desire, the way that you desire. God, there was a time when I was, and granted things changed. God, there was a time where I was always in your word. I was always studying and things happened. I desire to get back to that place where my relationship with you is intimate. Where it's intentional. I'm not talking about forceful. Pick up my word. Let me let me pick up. Let me make sure I read two verses a day, three verses. I got my word in and things like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about intentional. Fill your day, your life with more Jesus. The more Jesus that you fill your life, your day, your mind, your thoughts, everything with every time the enemy shows up, he breaks down because he can't enter in. And I'm preaching to myself, too. This is something that we have to do. We are responsible for the work. This is our work. From day one, God told man to work. <laughs> and we're still working. This ain't, all, this ain't just natural. This is spiritual work, too. But you have to be real. You have to be honest. And you have to be open with yourself. That is our responsibility. So today, uh, my prayer is that, and I'm getting a phone call right now, right as we get ready to close out. But <clears throat> today, my prayer is that um, you guys have received uh, something from the episode today that we continue in our walk of being real, be open, be honest with ourselves, where we are, that we are constantly assessing where we are. And when you assess where you are, one of the things that I want you guys to do is to write down where you are and how did you get there. Now, whether that be good or bad, this is going to be very beneficial for you. Because if it's bad and you see how you get there, the next thing that you need to do is find out all of the solutions that you need to navigate and come out of that place that you're in. If you're in a good place, the thing that you need to do is understand how to number one how you get to where you are what are some things that god did for you what are some things that you had in place how do you stay in rhythm how do you stay connected to god how do you continue to progress in life and purpose and deed and so forth and so forth so that whenever there's a slight bit of feeling like man i'm kind of digressing i'm kind of going back a little bit go back to where you were at the moment that you wrote that down and how you got there and for those who are in a bad place or feel like they're in a bad place, then you write down how you get there and you go through your solutions and then you start taking your steps and you building your relationship with God. And as you grow and you assess yourself again, and when you assess yourself again, if you're in a better place, then look back and say, man, I remember I was right there, but God did this and he allowed me to do this. And I put these things in place and this is where I am now. But this is your assessment. You have to always constantly be assessing yourself and where you are and be real, be honest, be open with yourself. This is a key 
point. And this is why we're going to be going through this this year. My desire is to not, again, help you to be the selfish you, but help you to be the serving you. I don't want to build selfish use. I want to build serving use. What does that mean? What does that look like? Somebody who uses what God has given to bless somebody else. That's my desire. I'm not here for the fame. I'm not here for the likes. I'm here to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm helped to help. I'm helped. I'm here to help people come out of dark places. I'm here to help people see the light. I'm here. I'm here to help people know that Jesus is not dead, that uh, God is real, that his word is true. And then if, if we stick to obeying. If we stick to obeying, then we shall see all things manifest that are supposed to manifest. And I don't even want to jump on the manifest train. Sometimes I'm 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 skeptical about even saying the word manifest, even though it is a real thing. But the way that the world uses it today is like everybody just want to shout seven times and think money going to show up. They want to shout seven times and think the husband going to show up. They want to pull they want to pull this in and put put money in right here and do this and think that this is going to happen. And it don't work that way. Now, it can work that way because there are demonic forces. There is witchcraft, which is that that's what exactly what that is. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But when we talk about manifesting. When I talk about manifesting, I'm talking about you seeing things come to pass through your obedience, uh, following the word of God. Being a true devoted follower of Jesus Christ and doing everything that God has purposed you to do in the earth. You shall see everything manifest that God has promised you. It's not your responsibility to self-manifest anything that God has spoken. It's not your job. Your job is to do the work. <laughs> That's it. What's your work? It looks, it looks different ways. It looks different ways. It's different ways. But that's your job to identify what your work looks like. But one of the things is it is, is to be obedient to whatever the Father has spoken to you. So I pray today that you've received something um, in our solo edition today. Um, and I, I just encourage people. I encourage everybody who's listening, man, do the work, whatever it is that God's called you to do, be obedient, obey and do, do, do your part, do your part. And God's going to take care of his, you don't have to worry about what God hasn't done or what he is going to do. And sometimes that's what we do. God haven't done this yet. God haven't done this yet. If you continue to do the work, God going to take care of his part. In due time, there are a lot of things that you probably be waiting on right now that God has promised. But you have to ask yourself, have I stayed the course? Have I done the work again? Go back to being real, be honest, be open with yourself. And not only just yourself, be real, be honest and open with God. In your prayer time, be real, be honest, be open with God. If you're struggling with something. Go to God and tell God this is. It ain't like you don't already know. But when you can be honest about where you are, then that is humility. If you know you're struggling with something and dealing with something, and then you can go to God about it or even go to a friend about it, that's humility. God blesses that. But it's prideful 
to know that you're in a place and that you're struggling with something and you never admit it. You never bring it before God or you never go to your brother or whoever and say, man, look, man, I'm struggling. Just pray for me. It's pride. And what comes after pride? A great fall. Humility always comes with great blessings. Elevation. So those are my words of encouragement for you guys today. I pray that you've been inspired. Again, not to be the selfish you, but the serving you. If you've been blessed by today, man, leave us a pot, leave us a, a rating, a comment, a star, or something. Uh, where, where, wherever you're watching and tuning in from, YouTube, Spotify, I mention these platforms all the time. Wherever you are tuning into this, let us know what this episode has done for you. Let us know what it's done for you. And if you've been blessed by it, share it with somebody else. Share it with somebody else. I don't care if it's a clip. I don't care if it's the whole thing. Just share it with somebody else so that they may be blessed as well. Grace and peace. Peace and blessings. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.